Amen. But Exodus chapter number 35. And how many just glad the Lord's been good to us? Amen. I'm glad I go to a church where the Lord goes to church at. Amen. And we don't just go through the routines and the rituals and check off our box and go home. We come and say, Lord, we need help. <laughs> Lord, we need you. And he'll say, all right, I'm here. And we'll let us, he'll let us worship him for a little bit. But Exodus chapter number 35, we're going to start in verse number 1. And then we'll cover, not the rest of the book of Exodus, but a good bit of it. Uh, as we watch the nation of Israel give it our offering. But look at verse number 1. It says, And Moses gathered the, all the congregation of the children of Israel together, and said unto them, These are the words which the Lord hath commanded that you should do them. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there shall be to you an holy day, a Sabbath of rest to the Lord. Whosoever doeth work therein shall be put to death. My, things have changed, haven't they? <laughs> you shall kindle no fire throughout your habitations on the Sabbath day. Verse number four, And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it an offering of the Lord. Gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linens and goat's hair and ram skins dyed red and badger skins and shittim wood and the oil for the light and the spices for anointing oil and for the sweet incense and onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. And every wise hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for this morning. Lord, I just simply want to tell you one more time this morning, Lord, thank you for being so good to me. Lord, thank you for your many blessings in my, in my life. Lord, thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, this morning, God, as we get prepared to give and to pledge, God, that which you've put on our heart for this next year concerning worldwide missions, Lord, help us to do it with a cheerful and a grateful heart. Lord, it's not something, Lord, that we have to do. It's, Lord, it's not something we're forced to. But, Lord, I sure do enjoy being involved in the work of God. And, Lord, I sure do enjoy being a part, God, of what you're doing here on planet Earth, Lord. And I'm so thankful, Lord, you can take what I give and, God, use it in ways that go beyond what I'd ever be able to do with it, Lord. And we just ask you, Lord, this morning, God, as we get ready to give, help us to do it with the right heart. Lord, help us to see from the Scriptures this morning, God, how, how a real offering is a real blessing. It's a real encouragement to the people. And we ask you, Lord, this morning that you would bless our missionaries, ones that we support. And God, those that we don't, but they're doing the will of God where you've placed them. We ask you, Lord, this morning, God, you give them much fruit for their labor. God, would you keep them safe? God, would you give them, uh, Lord, favor, God, amongst the people, God, that you've called them to. And God, we ask you, Lord, that the gospel would go forth in power. And God, many souls would be saved. God, we thank you, Lord, this week. God, through our church, God, you've decided to save two people this week. We thank you for that. Well, what a blessing it is, Lord, to be a part and, do, and to do the will of God for our lives, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, this morning, God, you just work on our hearts, God, and help us, Lord, to have a great time of fellowship, Lord, but help us, Lord, to see, God, what you're planning to do with South Haven Baptist Church. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. One time we were out door knocking, it was me and Brother Jed, and I can't remember exactly who was talking to the man and how the conversation started, but normally when you're out door knocking, you'll see it on people's houses, and I understand why they're there. I don't want no one to try to sell me a vacuum cleaner from my front step, uh, especially if you come to where my house is, you got lost, amen? You, you're not in the neighborhood. Uh, if you come to my house, you're just lost. Uh, you have no idea where you are. But I, you see them on, on the doors, right there by the door, it says no soliciting. 
No soliciting, no selling of goods to our house. We don't, we don't want your business. We don't want you to knock on our door. We don't want you to try to sell us anything. Now, as a Christian, as a Bible believer, I'm not there trying to sell anything. Right? I'm not there to, 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 and I'm not there to be a, a smart aleck either, but reality is I'm there to try to give something away. I'm trying to give the person the gospel. I'm trying to give them an invite to church. I, I really don't necessarily want anything from them. I, I, I'm not asking them to, 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 to bring me in their house and to write me a love. I'm not asking for any of that. I just simply want to give you the greatest thing man has ever known, and that is that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again, and if you put your faith in him, you can be saved for all eternity. That's what we're out there doing. But I remember we knocked on a man's door and, 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 and he had the no soliciting sign and I think it was Brother Jed that was talking to him and he said, can't y'all read the sign? And I think Brother Jed said, I, I did, sir, but we're not here trying to sell you something. We're just trying to give the gospel and invite you to church. And he said, do y'all take offerings up in your church? Jed said, well, yeah, we do. And he said, well, it's the same thing. And <laughs> Brother Jed politely just moved right along. I, the first thing that came out of my mouth, or not out of my mouth, uh, in my mind was, that man needs a dictionary. <laughs> that man needs a dictionary because soliciting requires payment. Soliciting says if you do this, then or you take this, then you have to pay for it. An offering is something you ask for. Offering is something that you give of your own free will. You're not required to do so but you want to do it. Here's the thing this morning. You don't have to give an offering to go to heaven. You don't have to give in faith promise giving to go to heaven. You just have to accept the free gift of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ this morning if you want to go to heaven. But can I say this morning, there are some real blessings when you and I get involved in giving. There's some real, I, I, I title it this way, the realities of a right offering. I believe every Christian should be involved in giving their tithe to the local church and giving through faith promise missions this morning because of the following realities. I got three realities concerning the offering that was given here in Exodus chapter number 35. I want you to notice number one this morning. Notice the outline of the offering. The outline of the offering, uh, Exodus 35 this morning, verses one through 10. God, back in Exodus 25, had commanded Moses in Israel to build the tabernacle, to build a place in the wilderness, to build a, a specific structure, a specific standing, a place where God would meet with man, a place where the presence of God could be seen and manifested. Notice, first of all, this morning, it was a massive project. You go back and you read, you'll find out that there was a lot of expensive stuff in that tabernacle. There was expensive wood overlaid with gold and silver and brass, and, and there was much work to be done, fine craftsmanship and all that kind of stuff that went into that. I read somewhere, they said in, back in 2012, the, the estimated cost of the tabernacle in its entirety was around $62 million in today's money. Could you imagine? Here's Moses. They've fresh out of Egypt. They are in the wilderness. They have what they packed on their backs and carried with them. And Moses stands before the people and he said, God has told me we are to build a tabernacle. And somebody said, well, Moses, I just gotta ask you, what it's, what's that gonna cost, Moses? What's the, what's the, price, what's the estimated cost? Well, about $62 million. It's a massive project. But notice this, it was also a meticulous project. 
You read Exodus 25 up now back to 35 and God lays out for Moses and Israel exactly how the tabernacle is to be built, how it's to be fashioned, how it's to be carried, how it's to be stood up, how it's to be taken down, how it's to, how the process of going inside and out of it's to be done. He doesn't leave any stone unturned. He gives them specific directions and God says if it's not done like this, somebody's gonna die. It was, a metic- it was a serious project. It was a massive project, but it was also a miraculous project. We'll see here this morning, Adam, when it's all said and done, and when it was all completed and set up and they had gone through the steps, what God had told them to do, the Bible says the glory of God filled the tabernacle. You've got to realize there's been times in the Old Testament, go back to the book of Genesis, where God dealt with men like Abraham, where he called them out of the earth, the Chaldees, and he said, just follow my voice and I'll tell you where to go. Men like Jacob, who's seen visions and dreams, he's seen the, the ladder up to heaven. Men like Joseph, who had got God-given dreams. But this would be the first time in all of history that God would manifest his presence, not just so one man could know he was there, but for the entire nation to know that God was there. The great project, this miraculous project, this massive project, this meticulous project all hinged on an offering of the people, an offering by the people. Right there in Exodus chapter 35 that we read this morning, in verse number five, take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. I want you to notice verse number five through nine, this offering required stuff, amen? God wasn't saying, hey, don't give me hope so's and wish so's. God said, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna build this, it's gonna require you and I and them to give stuff. Verses five through nine, he lists out these things. It starts with gold and it works its way all the way down to the spices for the incense, the great valuable things and the things that are small but yet were necessary for the offering and the completion of the tabernacle. And I believe when it comes to our church, there are some that'll be able to give great amounts and we'll sit back and say, wow, look how much they can give and look how the Lord's blessed them. But then there'll be some over here and they'll say, well, it ain't much, but it's what the Lord put on my heart and I'm gonna be faithful to give it. Can I say God needs the big just as much as he needs the little? This one, don't think what God has put in your heart is something insignificant. It doesn't matter. We need every sin of it this morning to glorify God and to be a blessing to God. God's people around the world this morning. But look at this. Look at verse number five, verse five through nine. He lists them out. But verse number seven stuck out to me. I understand people have uh, gold, silver, and brass, and then they have fine linens and different fibers and different yarns, so to speak. But then you get down to verse number. There had to have been a redneck in Israel. Look at verse number seven. And ram skins dyed red. Who's carrying that around? Who just has, I mean, there had to have been a redneck somewhere in Israel. His name was probably Carl. Walked around with a flannel shirt on with the sleeves cut off. Amen, had stars and bars on this arm, no regrets on this arm. And he, I mean, he's just a rough looking character. But I can see every, everywhere they're marching, everywhere they're going, he's just picking off ram after ram. He's hunting them, he's skinning them, he's dying them. And now that he's got a bunch of red uh, ram skins, he's carrying around with them. What's wrong with Carl? He said, I don't know, but the Lord just keeps telling me to do it. <laughs> the Lord just keeps putting my heart to carry these ram skins around with me. 
And he found out one day God was going to ask him for it. Can I say this morning what the Lord's put in your heart to give? It's no small thing. And it may seem odd to you. It may seem an odd number. It may seem an odd amount. It may seem an odd way of, by means of getting it. But if it's what the Lord's put on your heart to give, can I say this morning we need it? We need it this morning. Notice here, this offering required stuff. But verse number five also told us this offering required sincerity. Look at verse number five. Take you from among, and off, take you, uh, from among you an offering unto the Lord. Force it out of everybody. Beat it out of them. He said, whosoever is of a willing heart. Can I say this morning, that word, that phrase, a willing heart, means one who is inclined, one who is generous, one who is willing to give. You don't have to force them. You don't have to, you don't have to grab them and, and, and stretch them and to make them pay this morning. They don't see faith promise giving as a bill. They don't see their tithe as a bill they have to pay, but rather they see it as a way to give back to God who is giving them everything. I want to say it this way this morning. If you can't do it cheerfully, you can't do it gratefully, you probably just need to keep your money. The offering requires sincerity. It requires stuff. But verse number 10 tells us this offering revealed a secret. Look at verse number 10. And every wise hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded. Notice this, God took those who gave and put them under the heading of wise. He said it would be a wise thing to get involved in giving to the project of God, to the cause of God, to the great uh, uh, project that God had given him and them to do. It's a wise thing to give involved in giving. One of the best choices in my Christian life that I've ever made is to get involved in giving and to enjoy it when I do it. And to let me remind myself that the only reason why I got anything to give is because God gave it to me. One of the wisest thing you'll ever do is to invest in the work of God. Why? It's the only thing that pays heavenly dividends. It's the only thing that'll give you a, re a return that is out of this world, a reward that this world can't take from you. Here's the thing this morning. You can go and you can be wise with your money. You can invest it in, into smart projects and smart startups and in the stock market. And yes, you can make a lot of money in this world, but all it takes is one bad day and it's all gone. I was reading about a man, uh, he's a famous performer, Kanye West, said he lost $2 billion in one day. Can I say this morning, I'm glad that what you invest into heaven, that you invest into the work of God, into the gospel this morning, there is no loss on it. There's only a promised reward. We see the outline of the offering, it requires stuff, it requires sincerity, it revealed a secret. Boy, if wisdom goes hand in hand with giving, I want to be a wise Christian. At least I know somewhere to start. Start investing my money into the things of God. Do you realize this morning how important it is to give to the Lord? Notice number one, the outline of the offering. Then notice number two this morning, the obedience of the offering. Skip down with me this morning to verse number 21. The Bible said, and they came, who Israel, everyone whose heart stirred him up and everyone whom his spirit made willing and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his service and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets, all jewels of gold. And every man that offered, 
that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord, and every man with whom it was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hairs and red skins around. There's Carl right there, and badger skins brought them. Every one that did an offering of silver and brass brought the Lord's offering, and every man with whom was found should wood for any work of the service brought it, and all the women that were wise-hearted, there's that word again, wise-hearted, did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both of blue and of purple and of scarlet and of fine linen. And all the women whose heart stirred them up in wisdom spun goat's hair. And the rulers brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod ephod and for the breastplate and spice and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. The children of Israel brought a willing sacrifice or willing offering unto the Lord. Every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring all manner of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. After all the gathering, all the work. Excuse me, I was reading the wrong part. It could be said, cool idea, Moses. That sounds great, Moses. I would love a place where God would meet with us. That's a great idea, Moses. We'll be praying for you. Hope the Lord will help you out with that and take care of everything. Can I say this morning, the call wasn't to pray. The call was to give. To give an offering. The tabernacle rested on the obedience of Israel to give. Notice that some gave when they realized what they had. Look at verse number 22. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets, all jewels of gold, and every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. Some realized what they had. Could you imagine being there that day? The Lord has worked in their heart. The Bible said it stirred in their heart. They, they knew they wanted to give. They knew they could give, and they were trying to figure out what to give. Well, I can see that precious little wife taking those earrings out of her ear. I just want to give these to the Lord. Taking the bracelets off and taking the necklaces off and the tablets off and there they are. They're just laying them down at the feet of God, laying them down at the offering for the tabernacle. Let me ask you this morning, where'd they get that stuff? Where'd they get those earrings? Where'd they get those rings and jewels? I believe they got them in Egypt. The Bible says when they headed out on the night of the Exodus, that they spoiled the Egyptians. In essence, the Egyptians were so glad to see them go. The Egyptians took those earrings out of their ears and bracelets and gave them to the Jews and just said, please get out of here so these plagues will stop. Boy, I could see that that precious little Israelite woman, that precious little Jewish woman, she takes those things off and she says, you know what? I'd rather give this to God than it be a reminder where where I used to be. What I used to, I'd rather give it to God and see what God can do with it. And what God, I know where I got it from. I know where the Lord brought me and I'm thankful for that this morning. Can I say this morning, when you step back and realize everything that you already got, that God's already blessed you with, you don't have to look far to find something to give. Some realize what they already had. Some realize what they could do to give. Look at verse number 25. And all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both of blue and of purple and of scarlet and fine linen. In essence, they didn't find an excuse. They, they didn't say, well, I got all this blue and purple just laying around, this, these, these fibers, these, these, this yarn just laying around. They said, no, they need that. I know how to get that from where it is to a finished product that can be used in the tabernacle. And so they found out what they could do to give. In essence, they found a way to get involved and didn't give an excuse. To today, we live in a generation and a time where many Christians find excuses to get out when we should be finding ways to get involved. I remember listening to Brother David Gibbs preach and he told a story 
about a man who, he said the Lord had put on his heart to start a, a, a radio company, a you know, walkie-talkie company. And he told Brother Gibbs, he said, here's what the Lord wants me to do. He, he said he wants me to start this company, and then he wants me to take 90% of my profits and give that to worldwide missions and live off of 10%. You ever hear Brother David Gibbs, he has a way of saying things. He says, well, that don't sound like a very good business plan. I don't think that's going to work. It doesn't make sense to do that. And he said, this man, he said, well, that's what the Lord told me to do. So he opened up this uh, thing and he began to build radios and different things like that and different walkie-talkies. And he had a, a moderately successful year and he, he wrote the check. 90% of that he gave to, through his church to worldwide missions and he lived off 10% of it. He said, this man continued to work, and he said, it wasn't but a year later, a little after that, uh, the military came knocking at his door and said, sir, we have heard that you've developed a radio that can change frequencies every second, or, or if not faster than that. And they said, that makes it almost impossible for the enemy to, to, to break through and to decipher and, and to hear what we're talking about. Can we take you to lunch and talk about a business deal? I don't remember how much he signed that first deal with. He said, but David Gibbs said, it's nothing now for you know, the U.S. Army, the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Air Force to land their helicopter on top of his building, come pick him up and come talk to him about business. I think he said in that first year, he grossed $1 million after that contract and he gave 90% of it to worldwide missions. And I say this morning, sometimes we gotta step back and say, what can I do? See, oftentimes we, say, we look at it and we say, there ain't nothing I can do. I, I, my, my, my bills are high, inflation's high, the economy's bad, my retirement's taken. There ain't nothing I can do. These ladies said, oh, there's something we can do. We can spin this. We can make it into a usable fiber in, in the tabernacle. And sometimes we've got to learn to get creative, amen? And to say, you know what? It may not be much, and I don't know how you, how, how you can pledge the amount, but there's things you can do this morning. You can go find aluminum cans. Store them up for the year and say, you know what? Every can I get, I'm going to give to Worldwide Missions. And figure out different ways to, to, to ask the Lord, to trust the Lord. And I guarantee it will grow your faith. I guarantee it will grow that man's faith. When the Pentagon knocked on his door, some realized what they had. Some realized what they could do. Verse 27, some realized who they were. Look at verse number 27. We've been talking about the people, the men, the women. Look at verse number 27. And the rulers brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. Up until now, it's just been the people. Verse number 27, the, the leaders got involved. The leaders got involved in verse number 27. They brought those stones for the breastplate for the priest that he would wear as he went into the tabernacle. Can I say this one? I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not already doing. I'm not going to be one of those pastors that demands something out of you, and I'm going to sit there and not do it. I believe this one. If I'm going to ask you to do it, I better be doing it myself. My position does not excuse me from the work of God. But rather my position requires and demands out of me to be the example. Can I say this morning, by the grace of God, me and my family have faithfully given the faith promise missions. And I don't regret a single dollar of it. I don't regret a single dollar of it this morning, nor will you. Well, let me ask you, preacher, did they take up enough stuff? Well, obviously, we know how history played out. They did build the tabernacle. But look at verse, chapter number 36, verse number 5. Flip over one chapter. Did they take up enough stuff? Did they, 
<laughs> were they measuring twice and cutting once because they didn't have no extras? <laughs> you ever had a job like that where your boss says, hey, this is all we got. You better not mess up. <laughs> so my whole body started sweating when they tell me things like that. Get nervous. <laughs> Look at verse number 30, chapter 36, verse number 5. And they spake unto Moses, who? Those that were building the, the, the objects and the things for the tabernacle, saying the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work. And the Lord commanded to make, and Moses gave commandments and said, hey, we got enough. <laughs> we don't need any. Y'all have been more than giving. They didn't just have enough. They had more than enough. And I think if we really got honest this morning with what God's doing in our church, we got more than enough. If we all were faithful this morning to give what God had put on our heart during this month, we would have more than enough to do what God wants us to do this morning. Will you be obedient to give what the Lord has asked you to give? Notice number one, there is the outline of the offering. Notice number two, there's the obedience of the offering. Then notice number three this morning, we see the outcome of the offering. Turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter number 39. Preach what happened in all the other chapters. You can read how they built everything. Amen? How they, they, they worked it all together. And I'm glad that God had some men that were skilled in craftsmanship. He told Moses, hey, this is who's going to build it. We always, get, we always get so excited about the big preachers and the big evangelists. I thank God that God still uses men to go work a job and do it well to be a blessing to God's people and be a blessing to God's church this morning. Notice this morning the outcome of the offering, Exodus 39. Skip all the way down to verse number 42. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel made all the work. After all the gathering and all the work, it was complete in verse number 42. In verse, and Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded even so they had done it, and Moses blessed them. Can I say this morning, Moses got a blessing long before God's presence ever manifested in the tabernacle. Why? He'd watch God take a people, put it in their heart to give, put it in their heart to work, put it in their heart to do something for God, and he steps back and he sees all of it. Can I say, first of all, the man of God was encouraged. He had seen the people come together, he had seen the people work together. He had seen the people complete it together. Can I say this more? The value of our church coming together, giving together, praying together, working together encourages me, encourages me way more than the end number is going to be today. Can I be honest with you this morning? I've been, been, been wondering and been thinking, Lord, how, how much are we going to take up? Lord, is it going to be enough to cover? Lord, is it going to do this, all this? And the Lord said, you're missing something. You're missing your people coming together. You're missing your people praying. You're missing what I'm doing in their hearts and can I say this morning, I'm no longer concerned what the end number is going to be. The Lord already knows that this morning, but I guarantee you that if me and you are obedient this morning to what God has told us to do and what it's told us to give, we'll have enough this morning. But wouldn't it be encouraging? It would be a blessing to me to watch what God is willing to do through our church this morning. When we come together and work together, our church is going to grow. Our church is going to grow this morning. When we come together and we work together, our church is going to grow. It may not be numerically, but we'll grow spiritually. Or grow both. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Most people settle one for the other. Well, we don't grow physically, but we grow spiritually. I want to grow physically and spiritually, amen? I want to have all that God has for us. But the man of God is, was encouraged. I'm already encouraged this morning. We ain't took nothing up. <laughs> amen. But notice here, the man of God was encouraged. But notice this, the presence of the Lord was manifested. <laughs> Turn over to Exodus chapter number 40, verse number 33. Exodus chapter 40, verse number 33. 
They have gone, they have built it, they have set it up. They have gone through the processes that, the God, that God has told them to do. Look at verse number 33. And he reared up the court around about the tabernacle and the altar and set it up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. And then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Look at verse number 35. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. <laughs> How ironic is that? They've invested all that money. They have done all that work. They've sacrificed. They've given. They've sweat. They've bled. They've done this great work. And when it's all said and done, Moses can't even walk in. Because that's how good God is. How great God is. He said, I can't even walk in there. Can I say this morning, when we're done with today and we've saw what the Lord has given us, what the Lord's going to do, can I say this morning, it ain't about worshiping Moses and glorifying Moses. It ain't about me today. We're not going to do this because I'm a good fundraiser or I'm, 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 a, I'm a good spokesperson or anything like that. My, my desire is that when we're done giving, well, all we can do is lift up our hands and say, thank you, Lord, for all that he's allowed us to do and what he's allowed us to be a part of. This one, the, the glory got so thick he couldn't even go in. But what a comfort that must have been to Israel. They stepped out and they seen the cloud. And they said, there's God. There's the Lord. The Lord is amongst us. He is here with us. And can I say this morning, we learn to give. We do it like the Israelites did here in Exodus chapter 35 through 40. We'll find ourselves in the presence of God. We'll say, Lord, thank you so much for letting me give. Thank you so much for letting me invest in your work of what you're doing here. Lord, I just want to tell you, thank you. Not only will God bless those who will give, but he'll bless us but he'll bless who, us who has, has given as well. Or he'll not only bless who we give to. Can I say this morning, I, I've enjoyed watching the videos. I've been reminded of those who I, I remember seeing in the States going on deputation and going from church to church, getting enough funds to go. And, but then to watch where God is placing what God is doing in their lives. It's been a blessing to watch. Not only, so not only do what we give blesses them, when they realize when we give, God blesses us too. We get to enjoy the presence of God at South Haven Baptist Church. I don't ever want to lose that. I don't want to go to church where God doesn't go to church at. I don't want to go to church where God's presence isn't manifested and felt and, and experienced and enjoyed. We see here when they gave, the presence of God showed up. And I say this morning, we give with the right heart and the right spirit, the presence of God will show up as well. Are you willing to give so that God can use your gift, not only use your gift, but bless you for giving this morning? We see the outline there was stuff, there was sincerity, there was a secret. We see the outcome, we see the obedience this morning. We're going to have a time of prayer. And we're going to take up our faith promise pledge cards this morning. And here's what I want you to write down. Whatever the Lord has put on your heart to give. 